Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Church. 
Lord, 
We're going to look at how that sometimes less is more. From the book of Judges, chapter 7, with a special focus on verse 2. Judges, chapter 7, verse 2. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands in order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her. Judges chapter 7, verse 2, from the New International Version, the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands in order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her. Capital a in our outline, we're going to just look at uh, too many, too many, too many. Let us pray. Father, in the Jesus' name we pray. We Once again, thank you, Father, for this rainy day. We know that rain is necessary. Snow is necessary. Wind is necessary. Sun is necessary. In order for your good, pleasing, and perfect will to be done, there are many aspects of creation that are necessary. Even though we may not always understand why you do what you do, we understand that you understand why you do what you do. Just as in our life, Father, we don't always understand why we have to suffer, why we have to go through trials, hardships, and difficulties, but we know that you understand exactly why we must go through what we must go through. We appreciate you so much, Father. We give you glory for life, health, and strength today, for food to eat, clothes, little money to spend, Father. Thank you for so many things. We just want to pause reverently give you the glory and the honor and the praise that you deserve. Father, as we search your word this morning, open our eyes of understanding that we may grasp what your spirit has to say to the church in these last and evil days. Help our Father to understand that sometimes it's not more that we need, but rather it is less. Help us, Father, to understand that the most important thing in our life is that you get the glory from our life. Help us not to boast about what we have done by our own might or by our own power, but rather, Scripture tells us, if any man must boast, let him boast in the Lord. We ask these blessings, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. Let God's people say, Amen. Too many. Gideon, too many. God says, Robert, every one of my children can insert their name where Gideon's name is. And they can insert some aspect of their life that they have 
too many. God told Gideon that he had too many men in order for God to get the glory out of the victory with the Midianites. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men for me to deliver into their hands in order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her. Well, you need to understand that anything that you boasting about, that you have a lot of, and you boasting about it as if your own hand has brought it, you got too much of that. You got so much money that you boasting about how much money you made, and you got too much money. If we are boasting that our own strength, our own power, our own might has accomplished it, we got too much of it. God said, let me cut down your numbers. Let me cut down the number of men in the army so that you all will realize that I'm the one who brought about this great victory. You say, Apostle, what does God want us to understand? God wants each one of us to a place where we understand that he is the one that is doing the great things in our life. He's the one that is giving us life. He is the one that is giving us breath. He is the one that is giving us eternal life. He is the one that makes it possible for us to walk, for us, makes it possible for us to talk. He is the one that makes it possible for us to get up and go to our job. He is the one. God, in essence, says to Gideon, let me do something in your life that's going to cause your focus to be more on me and less on you. You say, Apostle, what you got in there? God is doing some things in each one of our lives to get our focus off of who? Us or ourselves and getting our focus on him. Oh, we about done today, children of God. We see here in Judges chapter 7, the nation of Israel was being oppressed by the Midianites. The Midianites, a group of people that were coming down, and every time the Israelites try to get a little something going, every time the Israelites try to make a little headway, the Midianites would come and take it. The Midianites would come and destroy it. You say, Apostle, what you want us to understand. I want you to understand, child of God, that we all have Midianites in our life. Midianites are basically bullies. Midianites are, are, are those that, that, that don't respect us. They don't respect the God in our life. They don't respect the move of God in our life. They feel like they can take what they want to take, do what they want to do, say what they want to say. But I'm here to let you know, child of God, that just as Gideon had to be had to be enlightened to the reality that the strength he had was enough to deliver not only himself but his people from the hands of the Midianites. The strength that you have, child of God, is more than enough to deliver you and and God's people from the hands of any Midianites in our life. The Midianites, these eastern peoples, Early in the morning, the Bible says, Jerubbaal, that is Gideon, all his men camped at the spring of Harad, the camp of Midian. 
mountains north of them in the valley near the hill of Moreh. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. You have too many. Now, now you've got to understand that, that, that this sounds very, very strange to Gideon because what Gideon was facing was an army of hundreds of thousands. The Midianites came in such a number that they, they were like the sand, what, of the seashore. Their numbers could hardly be counted. Gideon jumps out with about 32,000, which is, which is uh, not much compared to the hundreds of thousands that he was about to face. And God says, you have too many. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? Sometimes we, we, we think we ain't even got enough money, and God is saying, you got too much money. Sometimes we think we don't even have enough clothes, and God come in and say, you got too many clothes. Sometimes we don't even think we got enough friends, and God come in and say, you got too many so-called friends. Gideon didn't even think in his end. See, this is, why, this is why the mind of the spirit is so important, because our little natural mind will be thinking we don't have enough. God will be saying, you got too many. This is, this is one of the reasons why, you know, oftentimes I share with you all I have to do some serious adjusting when I come back to the U.S., especially when I come from different places in sub-Saharan Africa. Millions and millions of our brothers and sisters are, are living off uh, what we spend on lunch, what we spend on dinner, $30 a, a month. Many of our brothers and sisters are having to live off that in different parts around the world. Here we are in the United States, you know, many of us all overweight from eating so much, all closets busting out with clothes that we won't never wear again, all got a plenty of stuff, just plenty of stuff, just, just absolutely uh, uh, abundance, many of us, many of us. And so many who, who have so much less in many places are complaining less and what many of them want over here with the plenty. We thought he didn't have enough. God said you got too many. Many of us, under the sound of my voice, you think you ain't making enough money on the job. You're making, you're making more than enough money. See, it's not so much how much or what you have, it's what you do with what you have. Keep that. It's not so much what you have. No, 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 no. And see, that's a trick of the adversary. Because, see, if you won't do right making $1,000 a month, you wouldn't do right making $100,000 a, a month. And that's one of the reasons why God got to, God got to allow some people not to come up. Because God said, look, you, you wouldn't do the right thing when you, was making, when you was making minimum wage. Why in the world would I give you a, a big salary job? You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Get to the place where you do what you're supposed to do where you at. That will position you for promotion. Gideon was thinking, I don't have enough. This army that I'm about to face is too much for me. And he was exactly right. And this is what God wants us to understand, that the armies or the, the Midianites or the Goliaths or that we face, they are too much for us. But that's why God does not want us to rely on us, but rather he wants us to rely on him. Because God is sitting back saying, yeah, the Midianites might be too much for you, but God said they ain't even close to a match for me. God said, you have too many men for me to deliver Midian in their hands. Now, now God said, look, these 32,000 that you had would give me the glory. 
if these 32,000 that you have will give me the honor and give me the, for the victory, God says, then you will be, it, it will be just fine. But God says, what I know is that you've got some folk in your congregation, Gideon, that really don't believe like they should, that really don't look at things. And see, that's why God had to cut down to Because what he knew was that there were some characters in this 32,000 that just as sure as God would have given them the victory, they would have been running out with their chest poked out and their spear held high, acting like they were the ones. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? God took Gideon's congregation, cut it down from 32,000 to 300, and did more with the 300 than he could have done with the 32,000. You say, Apostle, what you talking about? Don't you out there under the sound of my voice, Pastor, don't you start feeling shame because you got less people in your church than your partner? I got a whole lot of friends with so many more people in their congregation than what we have at the Christian Center. That is not even funny. But what I know is that God is able to take a little handful of something if he chooses to and do more than a whole lot of something if he chooses to. You, you say, Apostle, what you're trying to get us to understand? You focus in on what God is doing with what he has given you, not on what you think God could do with what he hasn't. Uh-oh. Focus in on what God can do with what he has given you, not on what you think God could do with what he hasn't. God took 300. 300. Got more done than with 32,000. Sometimes more. Sometimes less is more. God says, you have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands. You have too many. God said, because what I understand is I under, I, I, God said, look, I, I, I know that it's going to be me that's going to give you the victory, whether it's 32,000 or whether it's 300. But God says, some of them in your congregation don't understand that. Some of them in your congregation if I was to give you the victory with 32,000, they would think that it was them. They would think that they were the one that brought the victory. God said, let me cut down to a number of individuals that understands that it is God who gets the glory, who understand that it is God who, who, who uh, brings success, who understands. So sometimes, sometimes, you know, sometimes out there, sometimes your church can't move because you got too many jokers in there. God be sitting back saying, you know, you sitting back saying, you thinking like Gideon, man, I sure need some more people in this church. God sitting back saying, you need to get about half them jokers out of there. Pastor, 
bishop, elder, overseer. Some folk you got to leave behind. Some folk just ain't got it. Put that, put that down in your notes now. Just, just keep that in mind. Some folk just ain't got this thing. They literally don't have this thing. And I think, not that God was saying that, that, that they were bad people. Not that, that God was saying that, uh, you know, but God said, look, in order for me to get the victory, in, in order for me to get the glory, and see, that's what we want to keep in mind, children of God, is that God wants the glory. Always keep that in mind. He wants the glory out of everything we do. And if we're doing something where he's not getting the glory, then guess what? God is not pleased. God is not pleased. This is why, you know, sometimes when you come into Christianity and you start moving with God, some of them that you considered friends, some of them that you considered family, some of them that considered all kind of things, when you start moving with God, a whole lot of times folk got to get left behind, dropped off, dropped off. I think about, uh, 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 you know, I was in, over in Dubai recently. Riding a train. I'd ride a train all the way out to the Dubai Mall. Then I'd have to come back to, to my little hotel in a place called Old Dubai. And it was a long trip. You know, it didn't cost but, you know, 3 or $4 or whatever, inexpensive. Beautiful, beautiful mall in the new Dubai. But I had to come all the way back to the old Dubai where my little hotel was. And there would be hundreds or thousands of people on there. But as, every time we would get to a stop, some folk would get off. Some folk would get on, but by normally by the time once we got to that last stop in old Dubai, everybody had to get off. You say, Apostle Brian, what you got now? Sometime in life, some people just got to step off your life, step out, in order for some new people to step like. Just, just like riding a train, just like riding a bus. Be at every stop, people be getting off, just about, and people be getting on. Guys, look. Some folk need to get off. Some folk need to get out of the army here, get in, because they might start. See, I get the victory. I, I bring you the victory, and they start boasting. See, now I them for boasting for something that re they really shouldn't be boasting about. See, just as sure as God would have brought the victory with them thirty-two thousand, some of them jokers would have started boasting. Yeah, man. If I hadn't killed all 50, 50, 55 of them Midianites, man, we wouldn't have got the victory. See, now God got to get him. Because now you are tampering with God's glory. And God does not share his glory with another. Anybody give you a praise? Oh, you looking, Pastor, you preached a powerful sermon. You know, a lot of times, man, I hurry up and try to get the glory back to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Remember Herod? Hauled off and came out there dressed all beautiful in the in, in the book of Acts. And um people started praising, talking about this is not the voice of a man, but the voice of a God. And and immediately the Bible says because Herod did not give the glory to God, he hauled off and died. You say, Apostle, what you got, man? Anytime somebody prays you out there under the sound of my voice, I don't care if they tell you your hair look. I don't care if they tell you your makeup, look, give the glory to God. To God be all the glory, because any good and perfect gift comes from God. You start messing around, start trying to take some glory for yourself, and you put you get yourself. God said, this is why a whole lot of folk had to be sent home. Because God says, I knew they would have tried to take some glory for themselves. The glory to God. Oh, young man, you... 
you 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 sung you sung the song well in church. Glory to God. Oh, Pastor, you are looking so sharp in that in that suit. But glory to God. Oh, this is a beautiful vehicle you are driving up. The glory to God. Not even thank you. Glory to God. Let's get that straight. God get the glory. So I don't get in trouble. You know, put that down. Keep that in your God get the, you better get God get the glory so that you and I don't get in trouble. We're not done, children of God. God said, announce, tell Gideon, announce to the people that anyone who trembles with fear may turn back. Now, look at that. Look at that. Now, because watch this. How many folk left when he said how many trembled with fear? How many left out of the 32,000? 22,000. 22,000 left when Gideon asked or, or, or announced that anybody with, that trembles with fear can go back. 22,000 left. So you're saying, Apostle, if God would have brought the victory, you would have had a whole lot of jokers that was really scared running around boasting. And that's amazing when you get scared jokers boasting. That's a bad thing. Scared jokers boasting. Fight break out, big fight break out. House running high, then when the fight is over, he come out when his team won. Yeah, we got him. We got him. We like, Johnny, we ain't got you ain't got nothing. You over there hiding. of people now had god brought the victory there would have been a bunch of people that were actually scared that would have been boasting bible says so twenty-two thousand men left while ten thousand remained so so what do we see here we see here just in this and we're not even going to go any deeper because that going deeper would be getting into this evening's message that fear is a great hindrance to the move of God. This is one of the reasons why some of you, under the sound of my voice, can't go any further in the things of God, why you end up hitting a wall or you end up hitting a ceiling, because of fear. Here with these young men here, we don't know how long they may have been training. We don't know how type of areas of expertise they may have had. We don't know how long they may have been in the Army. But here, when it's time to, to pass the test of not walking in fear, because they didn't do that, they had to be sent home. What are we talking about? Too many. Surrounding yourself with a bunch of scared jokers is not good. Just keep that in mind. We got to have a saying, scared jokers will get you killed. Scared. See, they mess around, push the panic button, you know, 
they mess around some track, some problem. They driving a car and mess around danger, and instead of handling the danger and and and, and fighting through the danger, they mess around and jump out the car. They they now they you go a passenger. Car just riding. They done jumped out or they done took off running. When the minute some danger, the minute some problems, all they 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 skedaddle. Scared jokers. Get into God to look. Let's get rid of them. Right to start with. Anyone who trembles with fear. Now this doesn't mean that 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 fear doesn't doesn't come to the most courageous man or woman. But when you trembling with fear, what 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 what's really being said here? is that you haven't learned how to get your fear under control. And see, that's a skill that you need for war. That's a skill you need for athletics. Hmm. One of the things, excuse an example. One of using as examples seen as a gladiator. One young man, they were about to go into the arena. They was there, had never been in no situation, no fighting situation like that, and he was so afraid that he urinated right on his head. Run right out there, and just about the time he kind of overcome his fear, because he run right out there and start hollering and trying to run it, and run right in and get himself killed. So fear, fear, you know. God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. So what you have here, and what the Lord is doing with me on this here, God said, you got a whole bunch of people in the army that are not of my spirit. That's what that is. God says, look, I have not given you a spirit of fear. So here's 22,000 that's operating under the control of a spirit of fear. So, so God said, look, you got 22,000 people in your army that's operating uh, with a spirit that I haven't given them. And you don't need people walking with you, and you don't need people in ministry, you don't need your church, but that's not of the same spirit that God has given you. Twenty-two thousand men left, while ten thousand remain. What do we? What is God showing? It's better to have. And see, and God is not even. God is not even finished with the with the selection process. But what we see here is the first group that gets sent home is the fearful. Now you're gonna find this here, and the Lord is just flashing this in my spirit, and we're gonna close out on this. Because keep in mind, cause there's another group of characters that got to get sent home too, you know. Because uh, uh, if you're too afraid in battle, you are dangerous. But then if you are too overconfident in battle, you are dangerous. We're going to get into that a little bit later on this evening. But we're just dealing right now with the first group that gets sent home is what? Fearful. All right. Now go all the way to the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation. We're going to look at the first group that does not get to go into the New Jerusalem, does not get to spend eternity 
in heaven. Revelation 21 and 8. Revelation 21 and 8. But the what? But the cowardly. Here we are in Revelation chapter 21. God is bringing the new Jerusalem or the holy city down out of heaven for his people to, to live with, for him to live with his people for all eternity. And then the first thing, God, when he starts talking about those who don't get to come in here, those who don't get to spend eternity in the presence of God, but the cowardly. First group, God wants to get away from before the adulterers, before the fornicators, before those who practice magic or arts, before homosexuals, before lesbians, bisexuals, get the God say they away from me now. It's cowardly. Because what you're really saying when you are cowardly is that you really don't trust God. That's what you're really saying. Now, you can try to shape it up and fix it up all you want to. you just plain saying you don't trust God. The Bible lets us to know in the book of Proverbs that the righteous are as bold as lions. Your Christianity is not making you bolder, less afraid, less, less fearful, less cowardly than something is wrong. God is not preaching, and, you know, that's why a lot of times a whole lot of the characters I just have to stop listening to, because God is not preaching a scared Christianity. He's not preaching a scared Christianity. He's not preaching a fearful Christianity. He's, God is preaching a fearless Christianity. Because a cowardly ain't going to be with God. Take courage. Jesus, Jesus, a lot of times Jesus would really rebuke his disciples very, very seriously when he would see cowardice in them. He didn't like to see it. God said, I don't like to see it in them, and I don't like to see it in my, my disciples today. God hates to see that in us. God saying, what you saying? What are you afraid of? Even if you die, what God said, what are you afraid of? Then you just come spend eternity with me. What's the problem? What are you afraid of? What's the worst that men and women, that men and women, or the devil and demons can do. Kill me. That's the worst you can do. Well, that ushered me right on into the presence of God. So what? What? Unless you think you might be going to hell, man, you might be maybe scared. But if you if you know that you have confessed with your mouth and you have believed in your heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead and you know that God has saved you, what are you afraid of? But the cowardice. So keep in mind, children of God, each one of us has got too many of something. Too many. Too many clothes. Too many shoes. Too many so-called friends. Too many bad habits. Too many pounds. Too many. All of us got too, too many. Too many of something. Allow the Spirit of God to 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 search your spirit and your soul and show you what you have too many of, so that just like Gideon, can cut he had to cut down in order for God to get the glory. Let us cut down so that God can get the glory. Cut down on whatever whatever it is, whatever it is that we we know is just too much. We we just we just too much with that, too much. Sometimes less is more. 
Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name, again, we thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you, Father, for speaking to us, giving us these words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding today. We pray that your people, under the sound of my voice, have been blessed, and that each one of us will allow you to reveal to us what we have too many or too much of so we can cut down and be more pleasing in your sight. Again, we thank you and we praise you. We appreciate this rain, Father. We even appreciate this this temperature. Uh, we know that it's what's commonly called the winter. But Father, you have given us a, a temperature where we can don't even have to burn much electricity or heat. We thank you, Father. That's a that's a blessing. We appreciate you. Uh, these and all other blessings we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. And amen. Question number one, what do we got? What are two things that we can, two states that we can be in, or two things that we can be in that are very, very dangerous? All right. Question two. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I'm saying, so what's what's not a good sign for us? What's not a good sign? And question three: What do Midianites represent? Like? What do Midianites represent? Since you can reach us through email at thechristensarmchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.